0: by Sports Interaction, Canada sports book. Want to bet? Then get in on the action at Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the diamond, and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn, or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa. Maude and Charlie back with you once again. And unfortunately, no sensing tonight. A couple of back-to-back losses now for the Sens. Although, against what I would say, I don't know if you agree with this, but I I think it's kind of against the top two teams in the whole league in Boston and Carolina. Do you think that's, that's correct in terms of Carolina being number two?
1: Yeah, I would say as far as... Probably in twenty twenty three, like they've been on. I don't remember when that like eleven game win streak was, but fairly recently, I think, right. So they've been like on a heater for a while now. Um, I don't want to jump into things too quickly here, but yeah, like I guess kind of two scheduled losses, but like
0: mm-hmm. it it would have been awesome to avoidable. get something on of one of them, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think both those games felt like avoidable, honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Just yeah that's the kind of surprising thing uh that they both seemed like scheduled losses and yet they were both close like i think most people would have expected at least one of these games to end up being a blowout and early in this one it kind of looked like maybe it was trending in that direction but at least we can say that it didn't end up being uh one of those rough ones tonight just more of a a frustrating loss than one where you get you know super angry or super depressed about uh about how the team played i think
1: yeah, I think if you so if you remove the empty net goal and the first goal that we're going to get into this, but the first goal yeah, that 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 probably shouldn't have goal. counted. If you remove the empty netter and the first goal that shouldn't have counted, both the loss to Carolina and Boston were two goal losses where the power play goes over. So mm-hmm. it just feels like you're against. Yeah, arguably the two top teams in the league. I. It, it just makes you feel like there could have been something there, right? Um, I looked it up, and uh I believe uh, the Sens are now 0 for their last 10 on the power play. They went 0 for 5 against Carolina tonight. They went 0 for 3 against Boston, and I believe um they didn't score on their last two power plays against St. Louis. They, Debrinket, the last goal on the power play was scored by DeBrinket. And during that Blues game, and I think they've gone over ten since then. So mm-hmm. that is just for a team that can't play five on five. That is crippling.
0: Yeah, I think I saw a stat uh, that it, that the Sens are two for the last twenty or something like that on the power play, which which sounds about right. And I think you said uh, you mentioned the Blues game. I think probably both of those uh, power play goals would have been in that game. Uh, just going to shout out Evan in the chat who says, go Canes. You know what? Just other than tonight, I will say go Canes too. I have to admit it is a team that I really like watching. They have a lot of awesome players here on Carolina and we were talking about that penalty kill. It was just absolutely suffocating the sense tonight outside of that last power play in the third period with about like 10 minutes left or so, we just could not get anything going. Like I noticed Carolina's penalty kill was super aggressive and just giving the sense, absolutely no time and space to, to set up plays.
1: Yeah, I think I think the uh I, I think I think the bias brain uh in my head just I, I couldn't give them credit <laughs> for this game. My, the whole time I was just like the sense suck, the sense suck, the sense suck. So um yeah, no, I, I think I think I think you're right though. I think I think that at the very least uh was fifty-fifty on 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 four uh, power plays for the first four anyway and 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 carolina being just yeah just a really solid defensive team um can you imagine this te- if so there are more and more reports of, that carolina's like in the final three teams fighting for for timo meyer yeah can you imagine oh. this fucking team and I think this is the first of what three games between the Sens and hurricanes this season. yeah we Which haven't even played them until late now start. Mm-hmm. so
0: that's rough. oh my God I didn't is, realize
1: that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> first of all, oh my God.
0: You know, if you add um, Timo Meyer to this team, like I would say, the one thing that they're missing is like a pure goal scorer because Sveshnikov is kind of there as a goal scorer, but he's not like automatic mm. for thirty or forty goals. If you add Timo Meyer, that's that's got to be the missing piece, right?
1: That's yeah. Uh, and for the sake of my fantasy team that is fighting for first place mm. right now, I hope he gets moved to the Hurricanes. That yeah, would help. That would. That would, that would help. Probably I'm,
0: be a huge boost. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's it like I know we, we 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 talked a lot about how great the Sens top six was uh coming into the season. You add Meyer, like I'd I'd put the that hurricane's top six with Meyer against anybody.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like that is probably, probably terrifying. it would probably be that top six, I would say, and then versus Toronto with adding O'Reilly. If they keep him in the top six anyway, he might move down to the yeah. third line or whatever, but these teams these teams loading up like potentially carolina because and then we had boston as well with the big trade yesterday it's uh boston who is loading up yeah and they might not even be done yet it's crazy i
1: i that's that's the thing with i'm i was kind of surprised because like when you're that much better than everyone else are you not a little scared to maybe mess that up
0: yeah on one hand it feels like your season is going so perfectly that do you want to mess with anything right it's it's funny
1: yeah good problem to have
0: mm-hmm. i guess uh throwing it back to this game a little bit i think one of the main things that we will have to talk about is that first goal that was somehow allowed uh we were we were texting a little bit during the game and you had said at first that you weren't so sure about it how are you feeling now
1: yeah no on on, on the other angle uh DeBrink had played the puck and jarvis just fell mm-hmm. um yeah so That's a play where I feel like the ref, regardless of what the ref thinks, I think you see a dude in the net. The call on the ice is going to be no goal, and then you know that the scoring team is going to challenge, and then you deal with it. Then, Mm -hmm. so I mean, so I don't know. I don't know if you if you if you noticed. I didn't. I didn't. I don't think I noticed. uh, DJ Smith looking at a replay like I don't think they looked at I don't think so what footage on the bench
0: Mm-mm. they were all uh, is that
1: when you decide to put the iPads away
0: yeah Brady Kachuk was talking to the officials and then after that conversation then they went and talked to DJ Smith I guess relayed whatever they discussed there and I wonder if maybe whatever they said swayed him maybe uh to not challenge but I don't know you think and don't they have the eye in the sky as well saying like hey you should challenge this isn't that a position that like every team has
1: yeah, and like, listen, it's, it's, it's the biggest, frankly, it's the biggest game the Sens have played in years. Probably the most important game DJ Smith has ever coached in the NHL. Um, how do you not just throw out a challenge? Mm-hmm. If it's worth arguing over from the bench, like you'd think, I don't know, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, there must be a reason. I don't know if it's a good one, but there has to be some yeah. reason that there was no challenge on that. It felt like a, a no-brainer challenge. You would think as soon as they take a look at they go, oh no, the dude who just fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just sat in the crease in the net for five seconds without moving an inch.
0: He did not want to move. He he was content to just take a little a little rest inside the crease. That was yeah. it. Was very goofy. Um, I I totally agree about the lack of a challenge. Uh, but what I what is really weird to me is that that was even called a goal on the ice in the first place. I feel like right. um, it's it's a little bit rare because they kind of rely on the challenges now, but there still is uh, something within the rules where the ref can call no goal on the ice and he can say there's no goal due to... Um, what do they say uh, incidental contact with the goalie and then there's also no penalty either because it's it's not really the defender's fault and it's kind of fluke by the forward but it wasn't fair on the goalie right so I was I was shocked that that didn't end up being the original call
1: and and then two minutes later no no call on um who was it was it Greg that got boarded Um, oh
0: yeah Couple of minutes later, just no,
1: no call. Like, what was that? Two minutes later, if that. So I don't know. I I think, not that I think there's some big conspiracy against the Sens, because frankly, I think outside of our fan base, not a whole lot of people think about the Sens. Uh, but like, <laughs> it just that was just when you're five minutes into a game and you're like, oh, this is it. Like, yeah, this is a lost cause. That on, on two plays that were called incorrectly. That's absolutely frustrating. And it's not like the Sens were really dominated for the whole game. You know, that's like going back to what I said earlier about how this and the Boston game both felt like missed opportunities because neither team they were playing were at their best. Mm-hmm. So you, you you take the Sens and put them, like, if, if, you know, if the Sens weren't on this, just. 0-1st streak on the power play, if the power play was clicking and the team looked, you know, even just mediocre five on five, like that could be a couple wins against top teams.
0: Mm -hmm. It's true. Um,
1: And then, and then now, and then we're looking at the next three games against Montreal and Detroit twice as just like easy points. And instead of do or die, you win only one of these three games, the playoffs are it's out of, it's Mm -hmm. out of reach. So um yeah just just kind of bummed about missed opportunities against against teams not playing their best
0: yeah and just Um. the last thing on on those calls in the first period too I feel like I shouldn't make excuses for the Sens because they did get dominated in that period but I do also think that if that goal first goal doesn't count they probably don't get deflated as quickly you know and uh yeah that penalty if you call that penalty right after or even if the goal counts and then you call that penalty after even though our power play wasn't great tonight that shifts a little bit of momentum away from carolina at least for a couple minutes so i i I feel like questionable calls kind of set us back in the beginning of the game here but at least two nothing lead is not insurmountable and just for the rest of the game they just could not score like this team has got to have like the worst shooting percentage in nhl history i swear
1: it's brutal derinkket shot off the glove off the post uh Giroux looked like he should have scored about four in the third period like it's it's it, I think it's it's just I don't know what it is Derinkket's been all season long but it, it looks like it's contagious at this point that <laughs> the whole team couldn't do anything mm-hmm. uh and then after controlling play for a good I don't know how long a good chunk of time, they give the hurricanes an inch and they friggin' score on their first chance back. So Mm -hmm. just completely like it just like the most demoralizing game of the season. I think just, uh, I don't even know how to like describe the feeling.
0: I (laughs) think, I think it's gotta be, Oh, okay. I was about to say it's been the most demoralizing game since that losing streak in November however i do know that there were some games that i wasn't doing the show for and i kind of just tuned out or wasn't really watching because there was like that seven nothing loss to colorado i remember that one too i'm sure you probably had a similar uh feeling after that one um that
1: one um the blown lead against chicago
0: yeah yeah that's another one i didn't didn't have to do it, just even in the past month. Like, it, like I, I, I get that
1: everyone is 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 pointing out the fact that the Sens do have a playoff worthy record following that whatever it was four nine and one start or whatever it was to start the season. Um, but there's still those just, just inexcusable dog shit performances just sprinkled in with like that kind of big area that everyone's pointing out as as good. Um, eight four loss to Seattle, seven oh, yeah. nothing to Colorado. That you're up three to one with 10 minutes left in the game against Chicago, and you blow it. Um, one of those goals being shorthanded. Um, yeah, I speaking don't know of that
0: Chicago game, blowing that lead is even more painful now considering we weren't able to scrape out any points against Boston or Carolina like I was trying to be optimistic and I'm like okay we we blow that one point against Chicago but if we can get to OT at least in one of the next two games especially because these were kind of looked at as scheduled losses you know that that would kind of even it out but only one goal scored in the last two games I mean what are you gonna do
1: that's yeah and like so on that that the Sens got goalied because they really didn't, but uh anti is one of the weirdest goalies this season because the dude's save percentage is barely better than Talbot's, but he's got now he's got like a 15-2 and something record, mm-hmm. and he's got four shutouts. I don't know what's going on. I, I like
0: I didn't realize four shutouts as well. You gotta if you have four shutouts. And a 900 save percentage, you got to have some absolutely ass games in there, too. Like, just up gotta, and down I for i double-check right? this this info here. I had noticed as uh, well that Frederick Anderson is similar, that he has a really good record, but his save percentage is down a little bit. So that's a little bit funny that both of their main goalies are like that.
1: I, I, I guess this shutout boosts his save... So he's up to a 908, but going into this game, I think, I think it, was it was like a 905?
0: Yeah, it was somewhere between 900 and 905 yeah so i have to say as well just to vent about fantasy hockey i was looking earlier in the week like oh i should pick him up because he's gonna play either ottawa or anaheim on a back-to-back and then i didn't do it like before today and then someone beat me to it and i was like damn it i knew and then he ends up playing the end, so pure pure disappointment with that one i should have grabbed him at least i could gloat about getting that shutout point
1: Speaking of uh, goalies that make the sense, sad, I'm I'm uh, Logan Thompson's on IR, so I'm th- I, I'm now thinking about picking up uh, Philip Gustafson.
0: Dude, I might. <laughs> dude, I first of all, I'm surprised no one has grabbed him yet in your league, and second of all, I'm against him this week, and he's killing me. Just Oof. making me so sad. At least he, the Leafs, did beat him tonight, but only two to one. So he still did really well. And then the other night, the other uh-huh. night against the Kings, they had scored with thirty seconds left on him, so he almost had a shutout. He was just absolutely scaring the crap out of me with his his insane goalie stats. But yeah, Philip. Speaking of Philip Gustafson, I'm going to pivot that a little bit to Cam Talbot. I think he was pretty good tonight, but with the trade deadline looming, are you thinking? that you would want to keep Talbot or sell him at this point?
1: I think, I think it depends on how, on how optimistic management is. If they see this as a done season, no chance of playoffs, fuck it, run with the rookies in net. Just honestly, I don't hate that idea either. Cause I don't think you really want, like, I think in an ideal scenario, Talbot isn't back next season. Um, So maybe just run with these two rookies and see which one you're thinking, okay, this is the backup for Forsberg next season. But knowing that Forsberg's probably out for the whole season, I don't know. Like optics wise, I don't know if they want to do that. Like outside of just pure like on ice performance. I don't know. I don't know if someone's going to say like, Hey, maybe don't run two rookie goalies. Um, for the rest of the season, I think like if you're just going purely get as many assets as you can and sell because like the, in my opinion, I think the Sens should sell unless they're making a move for someone who's under contract for several years. Um, so if you're and, and to be fair to the Sens, like this is the first time in a long time that I'm like I want the team to sell, but there's like eight forwards and three defensemen that I don't want to move, which is a great, mm-hmm. great progression from just a few years ago. But, yeah, no, I think if, if for whatever reason, someone's offering you, like, a third-round pick for Talbot, just do it. Um, I have yeah, to say,
0: I, I have to say, selling Talbot off for, like, a mid-round pick so soon after the Gustafson trade and how he's doing so good, like, it's, it's going to look ugly. Like if you could keep Talbot around and extend him for cheap for like one or two years and then maybe he has a good season and maybe we're he's useful next year with the team potentially making the playoffs or moving up in the standings maybe that could salvage it a little bit but it it's looking it's looking rough right now i feel like that was a trade that i was pretty happy with when it happened in the summer but yeah i too. i think Talbot's performance has been up and down enough that i wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be disappointed if he was moved. Like, I would be fine with it. I would only be disappointed in terms of whatever you pick you get for Talbot. It's basically you got that pick for Gustafson at that point. Uh, it's a it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, 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 and I don't know what the easier fix is between getting better goaltending that can handle this rough defense or just upgrade the defense and any goalie is going to look good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like you know you put you keep you you leave Talbot on the wild and 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 is playing 30 40 games for the census here like their stats are could be nowhere near the same yeah um yeah I don't know I, I I don't know how to honestly I don't know what the right move is or how to value um what Talbot hypothetically brings in the future
0: mm-hmm.
1: um because he is getting up there in age, but like, say you sign him for two years at like what two, two and a half per, you could find some value out of that, mm-hmm. I guess.
0: I think so. I but think then you just if you I can feel keep like him as a cheap like, contract. Really hope
1: that Forsberg's good for fifty-five games. Yeah, with, I, with, with him getting older, so I don't. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think if I had to make a prediction on whether or not they'll move him, I I can't say one way or the other yet, but I will qualify it and say that if we. Basically, win th- the next three games. They're keeping them and trying to make the playoffs. But if we go 0 mm. 3 or 1 and 2, just move them.
1: It really sucks that we've reached the point where the whole season rides on these three games.
0: Yeah. Against Montreal, too. Like, if yeah, it Montreal, will sting like, if we lose that game, especially just because it's a rivalry game. And they're yeah, not and, good.
1: And yeah, are, is Detroit still in the playoff spot right now? Because I, I think they hopped so. to the wild they, card they spot last up.
0: night. They moved up. I know Buffalo won as well. So okay, so Buffalo has tied them now, and it's like wow. Buffalo has a couple more uh, regulation overtime wins, but other than that, exact same points and exact same games played. So they're right there.
1: I'm I'm used to it being a Blue Jays fan. Um but the entire division other than Montreal not sucking is so rough for mm-hmm. the Sens team that was supposed to make a step because it just so happens that everyone else did too. Cause like the top of the top of the division, you have what the Leafs are in third and they're like fourth in the NHL. Yeah. Um, and then you have Buffalo, Buffalo, and detroit and florida kind of still in it all above ottawa too like it's just like
0: Mm
1: -hmm. i don't know i honestly even even with even with the next three games being wins like it's just such a tough ask to get into the playoffs um it's just it's just it's i don't know the elite team stayed elite and all the other teams took a step and yep detroit and buffalo
0: taking those steps a little bit more than the Sens have has been the main thing. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say unexpected, but that's, we we had hoped to be right there with them and we're a little, lagging a little bit behind both of them at this point.
1: Yeah, I, I thought the Sens would be the best team in the East outside the playoffs, so I didn't have super high expectations going in uh, as far as making the playoffs, but I, I at least thought they'd be a few spots higher. Like, I thought, I thought missing the playoffs would be a little bit more heartbreaking and close. Mm-hmm. Um, which is weird to say because I think just not being anywhere near it is actually a tougher time for me, yeah. so I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, in terms of whether we'll get any closer to a playoff spot, I want to shift the discussion as w- a little bit back to the trade deadline again. Um, We had that Zaitsev deal that happened a couple nights ago that... Uh, we haven't had a show since then. So I think we got to touch on that. And in terms of like, are the sends buyers or sellers? You could say that moving Zaitsev is like addition by subtraction. So is it a selling move or like it's, but really what it is, is buying cap space. Right. And then as soon as that happened, then everyone is wondering, is that buying cap space for right now at the deadline or, or is it just planning for the future? Um, and there's kind of been conflicting reports from from all the insiders on this, whether or not Dorian is really thinking of doing something right away. Uh, do you think he's going to bring in some salary at the deadline here?
1: I think I don't know how much he wants to base that off these next few games. Like if he's if he's just kind of holding off until at the very least tomorrow's game. Um, I I, I don't know. It, from 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 what we're hearing it's going to be someone with term right so maybe it has nothing to do with these next few games it it doesn't sound like there's been any like I don't think any of the names being brought up have been like pure rental pieces on expiring deals other than mm-hmm. I guess weaker but um I think the I think weaker was brought up when the Sens had you know maybe fewer points and more games in hand uh back he, of the playoff spot he actually so. got
0: a uh, eight year extension from Calgary Oh, did he? Yes, which is even weirder that he's in trade rumors now. Like, they gave him that extension, and then oh, all of a okay. sudden it's I missed like... missed that, I guess. Yeah, all of a sudden um, it's like, are they going to move him right after signing him?
1: Well, I'll take that eight-year deal over Pareko. Yes, um,
0: yes, I totally agree on that. I was going to ask you uh, about
1: that. I don't want Pareko, I don't want Dumba. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Just, like, you know what, fuck it. Just put something together for Chikrin and yeah. hope for the best next year. Like, because it sounds like... Edmonton isn't going after Chickering too hard um yeah, Ken but also, I'm also like seeing reports they're not really going for Carlson it. either
0: yeah so. I don't know what what they're doing over there I just see Oilers fans constantly being mad anytime there's any quotes from the GM <laughs> about being kind of cautious about buying which I totally yeah. get
1: yeah what was it Ken Holland said it was like like you can't like like you can't go for it every year something have like you that looked at, have you looked at the oilers roster you go for it every mm-hmm. year
0: especially with the year carlson is having if you can find any way to bring him in oh you yeah. have to
1: so um i don't know who who so first of all that zaitsev deal i'm for it i yeah, like it i think as does. long as you use that cap space well
0: mm-hmm. can't replace him with um, another deal that we're looking to get rid of like that one
1: yeah a second round pick for uh a season and a half of four and a, a four and a half mil cap hit is expensive. Um so I think I think that's just that just shows like how and yet like that so that three team trade where Boston got Warlov at 25% because Minnesota held on to 25%. They only got what they got like a mid-round pick, didn't they? They got like a fourth mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. So that's I mean, Orlov was making. I don't even remember how much Orlov was making, but like that's like what at least a mil, mil and a half, Mm -hmm. way down fourth. So,
0: which is weird because you
1: wouldn't think that's a deal Minnesota makes, like a team going for a playoff run. Mm
0: -hmm. I guess they're not going to be big buyers either. Yeah. I think uh, one Do you want thing the I wonder. What's that
1: specifically? Do you want the little sense to move anyone specifically?
0: Uh, probably Watson. Just because, like, I... that's a, that's
1: addition by subtraction, right there. Exactly.
0: I I would say that I wouldn't think that anyone wants him, but Bruce Garriott had been talking about teams actually being interested in him for some reason. They are so get him out of here at this point. Like, uh...
1: you can't win playoff games without sandpaper and poorly timed penalties. I guess.
0: Yeah. at least if you're gonna have sandpaper it's got to be like a garnet hathaway like boston picked up it can't be a guy who can't even keep (sighs) up out there anymore
1: i'm so mad like that's such a good
0: trade Mm -hmm.
1: That was such a good trade oh like a genuine top 4d in orlov great depth in hathaway and you give up the 30th to 32nd overall pick and then like just a second and magic beans like not fair that's not that's not fucking fair
0: yeah like Ugh. speaking of Boston uh Danny in the chat he he mentioned something that I was uh considering bringing up is tonight and the last game as as well against Boston that's showing how we're we're kind of we're getting close to the playoffs but when you see us going against those top teams it kind of shows the skill gap right like he said we got a taste of what it would be like. If we got if we got into the first round against either of these two teams, you would be playing Boston or Carolina, and like, do we would we win a game against either of these teams in the playoffs? Like, I don't think so. Obviously, it would be a great achievement to to get in, but this is the type of thing where that's why I don't want to see Dorian buying at the deadline at all. Uh, like you said, unless it's a player with term, just because we we would get smoked in the first round like i would be very happy if we get in the first round but i wouldn't expect us to win a game we we just saw how good these top teams in the eastern Conference are uh in over these last two games yeah. and i don't think any any team that gets into the wild card i don't think there's really any chance of an upset.
1: Yeah, like I, I like the idea of making the playoffs just to be able to be just to be able to say, like, holy fuck, okay, my favorite team made the playoffs finally. Mm-hmm. But like, if if the plan either way is shipping out a bunch of players or like, like a bunch of picks, a package for hopefully like a quality defenseman signed for a bit. Um, as long as it's an un, like as long as it's a protected first round pick that they're shipping out, whether they lose the the thirteenth overall pick or the sixteenth, I don't really give a shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think the only difference that makes is 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 maybe that first round pick that, that you're trading away. Um if it listen, if 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 Dorian's gonna be buying regardless, um fine. Um but yeah there so I, I don't really know if there's I, I don't know if there's really going to be any negative to making the playoffs. I don't I don't want to spend no this, I don't like, think so. Like, I don't want to spin it like the Leafs. Like, no, it's a good thing they lost in the first round, um, but like, I don't know. It, it's 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 it, in a season with I, obviously not no expectations, but a season with low expectations. It'd be nice to get, even if it's just four games. It'd be nice to get Brady Kachuk four playoff games, and, mm-hmm. you know, and they can get just, a
0: taste. You know, I yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. And there's not, there's obviously no downside to making the playoffs, but I. Kinda I'm kind of taking the angle of even though we're within striking distance, it's definitely not the year to make a swing at the deadline for a rental to try to get in because you will just get whooped by these top seats anyway. So Yeah. Even though even though I still really want to make the playoffs.
1: Yeah, with with the talent at the top of the Eastern Conference specifically, like this these first rounds, um, as far as the wild card rounds against the division winners it, it's it's shaping up it's it's shaping up to look a lot like an OHL first round you know what i mean like as the oh, OHL yeah. first rounds are so those lopsided are because there's only two teams in each conference that don't make the playoffs and just with the talent at the top of these divisions in the east specifically the west kind of sucks in general mm-hmm. um but in the east specifically whoever those two wild card teams are it just feels like it's going to be a 1v8 in the OHL type of series for both of them. Like Mm -hmm. it's going to be if, if either one of Boston or Carolina gets like gets an upset against them, like,
0: I mean, shocking if either of them would be shocking. I
1: think, I think it's less shocking after the Columbus, Columbus, Tampa. That's true. A few years back, but still like these teams look unstoppable. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, just, just, to add that on to the fact that yeah, if the Sens do make it, they're getting friggin' smoked. <laughs> so it's not that heartbreaking if they don't make the playoffs. It's not like they're going to go on a run. There's just too much talent in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, unfortunately, probably for the next four, four or five years. Like, like I remember uh, what late 2000s, early 2010s. It was so lopsided towards the West as far as talent goes. And I think we've officially, we, we've officially reached that like kind of five year.
0: Yeah, it's swung um, back the other way.
1: And yeah, so the East is going to suck for the next little while, which is just awful, awful timing mm-hmm. for the South.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to wrap it up shortly here, but I'm just going to shout out one more comment from the chat. Uh, Jack says, despite the loss tonight, he feels pretty optimistic. Uh, the sends. Five of the next six games are winnable. You got the Habs, the Wings twice. And then I didn't realize as well that after that we got the Blue Jackets and then the Hawks, although we did lose to the Hawks. This is the one thing that I will say about that. Um, hopefully they've traded away Patrick Kane by then, eh? And
1: Lafferty. Yeah, get him can go out. Too. Was, yeah. Yeah.
0: Just, just let us have that one uh, next yeah. time. So, yeah, even though even though it's a little bit disappointing the last two games. uh, We just wanted exciting games at the end of the season this year, I think for the most part with the fan base. like Most people were expecting close to playoffs, but not quite. So if we can at least go on a a good run against these kind of teams that we should beat here, I think we could still be having some fun watching the Sens down the stretch.
1: Yeah, and even if we're looking at, like, the lowest possible amount of enjoyment anyway, we are at the very end of February, and the games matter, so that's a win,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: think, as yeah. far as the last few seasons go compared to this, so we've got that at least.
0: Mm-hmm. Last year, it was it was done in November, and we didn't even get yep. close to, like, 500, like, at all, so huge improvement, even though we may be still slightly disappointed. Uh, can't be too mad overall, I think. But uh, I think that's where we're going to leave it here tonight. Uh, subscribe to STPN, leave a like on the stream if you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow for the game against Montreal. Hopefully, not as dejected as we were here today. If we if we lose that game, oh boy, it's gonna it's gonna be quite a show. It's gonna be the
1: it's gonna be the most pissed off stream in the history of Game Over, which yeah. might be saying it's just saying something. I think like we <laughs> yeah we've seen a lot some... of really rough streams across all the teams this yep. season, so. It'll just be us sitting here quietly, just brooding.
0: <laughs> just shaking with rage. I think uh, yeah. it was the last game before the All-Star break uh, when we almost blew it against the Habs. I was ready to come on here, just absolutely seething, but we managed to barely <laughs> pull out a win in that one. So I hope it's not as close of a game. I'll put it that way. But uh, 5 nothing, please. Yes, please another repeat of the 5 nothing game against Montreal. We will take that. But uh, yeah, that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Thank you everyone so much for watching. Have a good night. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada's Sportsbook.